0: This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks.
1: Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu.
0: Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Don't get so quiet on me. How's everyone doing today? You excited? Awesome, awesome. Well, hopefully everyone's enjoying their uh, day here at uh, Phoenix Comic-Con 2011. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, start this off. If, uh, if you don't know who you're here for, um, let's go ahead and bring them up. Let's go ahead and get uh, Paul McGillion and Aaron Douglas up on stage. Help me uh, bring them up.
1: I'm sorry we asked for the large room. Yes. Um, what the hell is this place? The hangar deck's not even this big.
2: How's everybody doing? Wow.
1: wow I'm going to move to a different this microphone. This is huge. Hello, Phoenix. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky,
2: cheeky buggers. Love it.
1: How's this one? Oh, hello. Hello.
2: That's <laughs> Every time we walk by George Takei's table, I want to go, hello. Hello. <laughs> Are you guys having a great weekend, or have you had a good weekend? Yeah. It's been great. We've had a blast. We've had so many fun, cool people, and, uh, and the staff has done an amazing job here. Uh, it, don't you think it's ran very, very well? You guys? I, I think it's fantastic. A great job.
1: Someone put booze in my drink last night. i got to warn everybody. If you go to Phoenix, they will put booze in your drink. Yes. <laughs> yes, there they
2: will, my friend.
1: Bastards. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to start off with a question for Paul McGillion. Oh, um, uh, Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Paul, <laughs> what's it like to kiss David Hewlett?
0: <laughs> Is
1: David a good kisser? <laughs> and was their tongue
2: horrifying? No and no. <laughs> uh, David has halitosis, and his lips are like sandpaper. And he kissed me, I didn't kiss him. He physically grabbed me. I, I feel violated. I'm actually, a, we have a restraining order against him right now. And he won't stop calling me for some reason. And his sister's a better kisser. <laughs> well,
1: well, well. Nice. The plot thickens. <laughs> All right, look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. Everybody wants to, who here wants to kiss Paul? Six guys. Well played, sir. Seven. Oh, well. Hello, Rainbow Flag. How are you?
2: As long as it's not that really, really large man dressed up as a baby, I'm fine.
1: Uh, what, What has been the worst costume at this con that you've seen walking around? (laughs) Wow.
2: <laughs> there's a lot of great costumes, I've got to be honest, but the one, some of them I can't figure out because sometimes I don't know the genres and stuff, but there's one particular guy that's walking around with a box on, like several pieces of a box, and he's dancing in the box and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's pretty amazing. And I'm like, I wonder who's under there. Then I, I came by this morning, and sure enough, the box is damaged, and he's lying there, and he has like long johns on, but he's taping the box up to, you know, to get, and then an hour later, he's back at it, dancing around. I I don't know what he says to his wife. Honey, I'm gone for the weekend. What are you you wearing? I'm wearing this box. So, see you later. Bye, kids.
1: (laughs) He's actually a dentist. (laughs) You? Uh, Oh, the peeled avocado guy in the Robin suit. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody see the guy in the Robin suit dressed as Robin? And he's got like tidy greenies on. And it just looked like a peeled avocado dangling down. That's the worst thing. I've seen things I can't unsee. That is just. I am horrified.
2: I am uncomfortable.
1: And he's got all his friends with him going, dude, you look great. (laughs) Who doesn't tell that guy? No,
2: no, no, you
1: can't. No.
2: We call that a banana hammock in Canada. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was really something. Oh, God. Paul wanted to go to the con with just a shirt today, and I had to get him back in his room, and no, put pants on.
2: You know, I'm just more relaxed like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. yeah,
2: Aaron, th- th- I I want to know this song. How how did you get the role on Battlestar? How what was the process of you getting the role for Battlestar?
1: Seriously? Yeah. Does anybody out there care? <laughs> I think I they do. I auditioned for Apollo. Really? Yeah, and I didn't get it, which, which is great because Jamie has to go to the gym and I don't. <laughs> and then I had a call back for Gata, um, and didn't get it, which is great because uh, AJ's really good at the tech talk stuff. And he can sing with one only one leg, so uh, that was good. And then it was it was literally just down to, uh, for the role of Tyrrell. Actually, the original idea they wanted somebody Ty's age. They wanted uh, Colonel Ty and Tyrrell to be contemporaries. So they wanted like a Hogan. And uh, oh, speaking of Hogan, are you here with it? Oh, boy. where is she? Oh yes, bring that up, please. Um, and then uh, so. And uh, I went back, for Gator, didn't get it, and then they just had a hole of this Tyrell. And uh, and then somebody just offered it to me. Nice. Oh, yeah, where's the camera? Can we zoom in on this? Yep, straight ahead. Does it zoom? Yeah. Uh, this is, um... Show it to the camera. Yeah, I'm going to. This is Karl Marx, and I said, no, 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 no. No. It's in the frockin' ship! <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is a Karl Marx doll. No, 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 no. That's Michael Hogan. That's Colonel Ty right, right there. there. Let me see it. Let me see
0: it. Get away from me, you frackin' man. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Ooh, yes, vodka. Uh, <laughs>
1: mm. That's not vodka. Like Frack you, McGillian. <laughs> uh. Tell he walks too. It seems really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hogan at 4 a.m. in New York. Uh, come on.
2: <laughs> you can sit on the panel with us.
1: She brought it to my table, but then we go, Karl Marx is, she was wearing a, a Russian thinker's shirt yesterday, and I said, Oh, Karl Marx. So she brought this doll in of Karl Marx. I love Karl Marx. That's not Karl Marx, it's Mike Hogan. <laughs> anyway, so that's how I got the role of uh, Galen Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> Very interesting. Being a doctor, how was it giving Jason Momoa a rectal exam? I would think that he would be somewhat hesitant. And yep. he's a big guy.
2: He is a big guy. Like I tell the folks on my panel, he's like you know um, Chewbacca meets Marmaduke. He's a giant of a person. And, uh, you know, if, if Jason happens to have a couple of cocktails, he's a very loving guy, but he has no idea how strong he is. And he'll just squish you and grab you and like, I love you, Paulie. Just give me a hug. And I'm like, you're breaking my ribs. Stop it. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, don't ever eat with him. I, I might have told you that before because he is a savage. Uh, we had a, a sci-fi dinner and, you know, he came over there and all the executives are sitting around and everyone's there. And it's, a, you know, quite fancy, fancy restaurant. And and Jason gets off work and his, you know, his character's pretty dirty and stuff on the show and he had his fingers all muddy, but he likes to eat food. So he gets there and he's a little late and there's a big thing of bread on the table and butter, you know, before we all have dinner. And he gets there and no one's touching it, right? It's kind of formal. And he reaches over with his big mitts, grabs the bread, sure enough, there's some butter. He just grabs some of the butter with his fingers and puts it on the bread and all the executives are like, ah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And he just eats it, you know, like a savage, and now he is Conan the Barbarian. So it's very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that Jason Momoa is Conan the Barbarian? Yeah. 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 I was second choice. But I did beat him in a wrestling match once. I choked him out. He had to tap out. And he'll tell you that. And I also beat up Joe Flanagan, too, but he won't admit it. I was wrestling with him at the Sutton place at their hotel and uh, I used to wrestle in, in university and I, I kind of tapped Jason out and he's like, oh, Pauly, I'm not going to hurt my... And then Joe's wrestling me and he wouldn't let go and he's like, he's like I'm not going to tap out and eventually he did and I let him go and the next day he goes, oh, you didn't give up. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And he walks into the trailer the next day. He's like this. And he goes, "Paulie, Paul, you're strong, buddy. Can I get him masseuse? my neck's broken?
1: <laughs> and more hair product. I beat up Nikki Klein, so there. Nice. I can see that. She's tough, though. She is. She took a good shot. (laughs) How about Starbuck? Could you beat her up? Oh, wow. That doll could beat up Katie Sackhoff. Really? (laughs) Oh, Oh, come on.
2: She looks pretty tough to me. I don't know. Uh, Oh, my nail, my nail, my nail. Sorry, Hogan. Hogan passed out there for a second. Put him back. There he is
1: in yeah. no, that scene where, uh, where Callie wakes up the chief and he just starts swinging, they uh, got to the end of one of the takes and Nikki was up against the wall going, Who, me, who killed you? I said, so next, next week, you okay? You okay? You hit me? She said, no, I didn't. She just did a big fist mark on her face. The camera guy's like, dude, you hit a girl. Can't do that. Don't hit girls.
0: I didn't, I didn't. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, Nikki Klein, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, it was the chief. It wasn't me. How did it feel? Terrell beats women. It felt pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that there are people all around the world listening to us live? These vtwproductions.com guys are streaming this live right now. It's very cool. How many people were here yesterday for the Nimoy panel? How many people were next door at my panel? you people get to stay.
2: how many people are clones because y'all you put your hands up twice yeah. was, was Leonard's panel was the entire room full in here what? that's crazy
1: I had 14 people over there <laughs> I almost took them all to the bar <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. well wait till I'm 140 <laughs> it might be his last panel we should go to it <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? I'll look like the doll. Security, remove that woman, please. <laughs> Security. Uh, I remember uh, you know I... The moderator's just like, okay. I got nothing.
0: I got nothing. <laughs> I, I, he's like looking at us. As a matter of fact, if we can just... Uh, I know that we're going to be opening up for questions in just a little bit, so while you guys continue, we? we can go in... Yes, of course. Are we really? Yes. So what we can do is just have some people start lining up if you have any questions, but... By me, by all and, means and we'll continue. try our best to answer them right. I, told,
2: I told the people on my, uh, my panel though, I was just talking um, yesterday about uh, I had a little pop in Star Trek in the movie, I had a little scene in the movie um, and I met with Chris Pine at the scenes with Chris Pine and I, um, he was talking to me, he goes Paul, you're, you're on a sci-fi, right? and I'm like, yeah, I'm on Stargate he goes, that's cool he goes, uh, what are these conventions like? I said, I go, uh, oh yeah they're, they're, they're amazing, you know go all over the world and stuff like that I wonder if I'll do any of those. I'm like, dude, you're Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think he really knew what he was up, in for, but um, it'll be interesting Sam see him someday he's at one of these about panels. To find out. Yeah, he's about to find out in a very good way though. Be gentle. Be gentle, he's a nice man. All right, let's take our first question, what do you got?
1: What is your worst childhood memory? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here. My question is for the doll of Colonel Salt High. So,
0: no, for Aaron. Uh, <laughs> so, the character of uh, 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 Tyrol, uh, he goes through this development that the other characters sort sure of didn't really see. And I was wondering season one and two, Tyrrell, and season three and four, if you felt like you were sort of playing two different characters, and did you enjoy playing Cylon Tyrell or Human Chief?
1: Oh uh, better? Uh, wow. Good question. I, I didn't differentiate between the two. Um, I didn't make, it didn't really change anything for me. The only thing that I thought <clears throat> when I did find out... Uh, has anybody here not seen to the end of Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> it's been off the air for three years. It is on DVD. Go frack yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a Cylon, people die, and the baby's not mine. So, suck it. Um, And I killed a little Indian girl. Um, So, uh, yeah, no, for me, the only thing I I conscious, the only conscious choice I made was uh, that it sort of all makes sense. So as soon as Tyrrell figured it out, there's all these scenes where he's just kind of smiling and shaking his head going, oh, of course the planet's burned out. Oh, of course that's gonna happen. Oh, of course. It, for me, it was like the great cosmic joke, and like, oh, that's why I never fit in, because I'm a Cylon, okay, <laughs> I get it now. Um, but other than that, no, it didn't really change anything for me. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, guys, I'm Casey from Down the Road Show. You guys both have standing invitations to be on our podcast, by the way. I'd like to sit for it, though, if I could. Yes, uh, <laughs> actually, well, we usually, we usually sit, we make our guests actually stand the whole time.
2: Can I lie on a couch?
1: <laughs> sure, as long as you're not wearing anything that says Dallas Cowboys.
2: Oh, I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm a Steelers fan. We were having this discussion last night, so we're mortal enemies. Even though, yes, even though I like the guy. Thank you. Silver and black, just win, baby. I was going to ask you that last night, but I didn't get around to it. Okay, Raiders fan. hand. So, take your the honor football. football. What? I got the same question for both of you guys. Who's your favorite superhero? Who's your favorite villain? And who's your real life hero? Who inspires you in life? Paul McGillian, Paul McGillian, and Paul McGillian. (laughs) Thank you.
2: You go first.
1: Uh, uh, No one else would ever answer this this way, uh, but Aquaman. Something about when I was a little kid, like the being able to talk to the sharks is the coolest thing ever. And if Will Wheaton's ever out swimming, just go get him. (laughs) Or don't get him, just don't let him get to shore, just circle. Just circle him until he tires. I want to make him pee his pants. Uh, Greatest villain, of course, is Darth Vader. Yes. Um, Although I don't like the fact that he was redeemed at the end. Um, I love all three Star Wars movies, by the way, so the other ones don't really count. (laughs) It's uh, the David Prouse Darth Vader that really counts for me. Um, and then who inspires me in life? Yeah, real life hero. John Candy.
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: Nice. Huh? John Candy.
0: Yeah, follow that. I met John <laughs> Candy. <Smart laughs>
2: uh, I like The Flash. That was kind of cool when I was a kid that doesn't need uh, and also on that note i would never been able, able really to figure out the Wonder Twins you know form of an iceberg form of a bucket um, yeah, just a really interesting uh, concept and I used to watch the, you know, the superheroes and that was kind of cool Darth um, Vader I'd have to say yeah that's really good but I also think the Joker is kind of a cool villain as well um, and I would have to say uh, my parents that's
1: who inspires me <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Your was. dad doesn't know what a podcast is. He's not going to hear this. <laughs> oh, Pod
2: God. what? He'd be like, what, What's a podcast for God's sakes?
1: How's that acting, eh?
2: Is that an acting gig? Fantastic, man. My parents are watching an episode of Stargate, they don't even know who I am in it. <laughs> is that you? No, I'm the other guy. The guy with the Scottish accent. Right there. I go, No, that's Joe Flanagan. <laughs>
1: That's Amanda Tapping, that's
2: yeah. not me to Yeah, okay, hot shot. no problem. Janet, would you like a cup of tea? Yes, go ahead, mom, get up about 15 times while you're watching it. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my parents could not watch anything without talking. And you know, especially when you wanna show them something, you know, and um, I remember uh, I was in a, I had a movie at a film festival and they came and I forgot that there is quite a long sex scene in the movie and my parents are older, right? Like, my dad's almost 80. I'm number six out of seven kids. And they're at the thing watching it. They were in Montreal. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God, she's right there. She's sitting beside me. And my dad is talking out loud during the movie. And people are going, shh. I go, dad, dad, stop talking. I'm not talking that loud. Am I? I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. It's so embarrassing, right? And then um, there's a sex scene and my mom, I'm watching a sex scene and I look over at my mom, I'm kind of cringing, I look over at my mom. I'm in the sex scene. I look at my mom and she looks at me and she goes, come here. I'm like, what, what? And she smacks me right in the, right in the theater, right? I'm like, you're a cheeky little bugger. Don't do that in front of your mom. Like, it's a movie.
0: <laughs>
2: so my dad almost gets kicked out of the film festival and my mom abuses me inside the theater. But I love them dearly.
1: <laughs> My mom does the same thing. She watches the show. I don't think you should have hit that girl. I, didn't, I don't like that. Well, I don't like it either, Mom, but it's in the script. I didn't understand. Yeah. Stop hitting people. You're yeah. having sex with too many women. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they didn't have that problem on our show. I didn't have sex with anybody. The only thing Except I got. Yeah, that's what I say. The only thing I got kissed by David Hewlett. Thanks. My goal is, I said, can you not do an episode where Becca gets lost in a planet full of beautiful Swedish models? like, no, we can't, Polly. No, that's not gonna happen. Thanks. Hi. Hi. This question is for both of you.
1: What, is your fav- what were your favorite school subjects? Like, at school. Recess. Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school to eat my lunch. <laughs> yeah. Gym. <laughs> Gym class? <laughs> I was one sneeze away from wearing a helmet permanently. So.
2: <laughs> the principal's office?
1: <laughs> I want you to stand there and hold up that wall. <laughs> what?
2: Don't go to your locker. Go right to the principal's office. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I like science. I like biology and, and sciences history. Um not, not big on the math, unfortunately, I which I was a little bit better. That was one, wasn't my forte, that's for sure. Um, but that's, yeah. But I did like gym class, too.
1: Yeah, gym, drama, yep. and uh, history in English. English lit. I loved English lit. Yeah, that was a very cool class because I was very good at it. Well, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hi.
0: Hi. This question is for both of you. I was wondering if you could talk about some of the challenges with working with, like, blue screen, like, when you're acting... Props, it's all gonna be added in later with computers. Tell us about the challenges
1: of working with Green Screen, Polly, or, or Poppy Montgomery, either one. Yeah. Go.
2: <laughs> Go. <laughs> green Screen is um, different, especially a uh, show I uh, kind of recurring on Sanctuary, that's very heavy with that aspect. So at first it's a little bit odd because you're standing there and you know that there's gonna be, you, you basically have to get a descriptive idea from, the. hopefully the director will tell you that if they hopefully know it. Um, where, what the set's gonna look like, so you have an idea. I mean, oftentimes on Stargate, we'd be in the puddle jumper and we'd, be, we, you know, we'd all have to move the same way, like to say, okay, we're gonna hit, you're going through a meteor storm, and we're all like, but how big's the meteor storm and how many things are hit? Because you get me, I'll be like, you know, doing this, and then you get like, Hewlett, who's like flooring, throwing himself against the, you know? You know and then you get Momo, who's like, like this, you know? What, I'm big, it wouldn't do anything to me. So we all have to figure out the same thing. So, you know, when you're doing that, it's like, okay, if we're gonna be hit by something, how big is it? How big is the monster? I just did the (laughs) the sci-fi movie called, um, oh my God. It's called The Witch Slayer. Don't blame me when you see it. Um, (laughs) it,
1: (laughs) Are you in fact The Witch Slayer?
2: I am The Witch Slayer. I am, it's a remake of Hansel and Gretel and I'm Hansel and Shannon Doherty's Gretel. And um, yeah, it'll be on sci-fi. And I'm a nice person. <laughs> and I didn't write the script, but it should be fun, though. I think it'll be funny. But the funniest thing is there's a giant gargoyle in the script that I have to fight. And Mario has a part. He's directing it, who's a real character. And he's a big Maltese man. And I'm, we're in uh, basically outside of Toronto, and I have all this leather garb on. I have this electrode thing that I fight the gargoyle with. It's sort of like a, like a wand that uh, lightning comes out of. I didn't write it. Um and these electric whip things. So I'm doing this and I'm pouring sweat and I've got this wand and I'm like, he goes, Chief, Chief, okay. The monster is coming towards you, Chief. I'm like, okay. You take the baton, Chief, and fight the monster, Chief. And he's just, he's talking to me. There's nothing, I'm actually fighting nothing. I'm, you know, I'm going. Then this guy comes by and he has, a, I go, can I ask you a question, Mario? How big is the gargoyle? It's a big, Chief, it's a big gargoyle. I go like, 10 stories? 30 stories, Chief, he's gigantic, right? I'm like, okay, so I'm fighting it like this, you know? And then the special effects guy who does the green string stuff, he comes over, I see him talking to the director, and all of a sudden they look at me, and I've already done a scene a couple times, and he goes, Chief, Chief, the monster's not that big, Chief. (laughs) Not the, you're you're playing it too big, the monster's 11 feet tall. I'm like, Jesus, I've been playing it like it's 40 feet tall. So then the guy makes a big cardboard cutout of a gargoyle and it got one of the PA guys and he's walking around with it on a stick
1: (laughs) to give me an idea.
2: Welcome to Hollywood.
1: We had the same thing with the Cylons. Yeah? Yeah, a bunch of guys would march down the street with these Cylon cardboard cutouts. There's the eye line. That's how tall they are. Ooh, they're scary. (laughs) (laughs) This uh, question is uh, specifically I just wondered if you were disappointed that Diamond uh, Select Toys decided not to create an action figure of you, but did one of uh, Joel State as the doctor?
2: Well, Jewel is really good looking, so <laughs> I gotta hand it to that. You,
1: you don't have an action figure? I
2: have uh, a, a stone one, but I don't have a plastic one. <laughs> <laughs> he paid them to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, I just thought it was kind of odd that they didn't do it. It would have been kind of cool, you know. I do, I do have one though. Someone gave me one, so I don't know. You know, I have one. Uh, I've seen a bunch of other like clay ones of me, but I've never seen like one of the diamond ones. And I know they like they measured me and everything for it. I did the whole, what you know, head scan, head scan, everything. Um, then they didn't make one. So I, a lot of people have asked for one. So. If they're out there, they should probably make one. I think it would probably sell okay. But uh, yeah, it would be kind of cool to have one. And every single person, when I have my action figure, you probably had this, all the girls are like, oh my God, that's so cute. And all the guys are like, I'm going to shove that thing in my butt. (laughs) All of them. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I didn't say it. That's what they say. And then it's like when they come over to my house, I have, we just moved, but I have a house with a really big view, like a really big balcony. And all the girls will come over and, you know, they'll look up at the balcony and it's like right over the ocean, it's like 25 stories and they're like, oh my God, it's a beautiful view, it's wonderful. But just below us is a hotel down there. And all the guys that come over, they all say the same thing. I wonder if I could throw my beer bottle right across the road and hit that roof of the building with it. (laughs) Maybe it's just the friends I have, I don't know. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking of it, that might be a problem.
1: One of my Hi. friends took my uh, action figure, because he's a jackass, and um, he always bugged me for putting on weight as the show went along. So he did the Chief season three, now with season three weight gain. <laughs> he got rid of the gun and put a bottle in my hand, and it wasn't a med kit, it was a turkey. You <laughs> <laughs> got to make Chief all big. You know, and was like, this is like your thinner, younger brother. <laughs> I look like you. Thank God. You, That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Hi there. Uh, This is a question for both of you guys. Um, You guys came from an era of the sci-fi channel when they actually put out quality product as a mask. (laughs) I mean, they got wrestling and stupid-ass ghost hunters and stuff like that on there nowadays. Um, (laughs) What can we expect to see of you guys, like, in the upcoming year, guest appearances, uh, shows, maybe not even necessarily even on the sci-fi channel?
2: Hansel and Gretel.
1: (laughs) Please. Uh, I did one of those, uh, I'm actually (laughs) shooting one of those sci-fi movies right now. Hi guys. Uh, She made me green chili, I'm very excited. Um, I'm shooting one called Ghost Storm. That's right, it's a storm full of ghosts. Uh, No idea when that's gonna air, but one I did last year called Killer Mountain will air in August, and uh, my episode of Eureka airs in August as well. Yay, Eureka, yay! They called me and said, hey, hey. Todd Sharp called me, he's he's the EP on the show. He goes, hey, we got an episode coming up. I think you'd be great for it, would, would you do it? I said, yeah, I'd love to be in your show. Okay, cool, it's, uh, you're a rocket, you're a head rocket guy at a rocket camp, teaching <laughs> kids how to make rockets. I went, like, ooh, that's cool. So it's like, is, is Will in this episode? Yeah, he is. Oh, great, I get to work with Will. Yeah, no, it's a flashback, Will's 10. Oh, okay, so I've got this little kid playing Will Wheaton, it's great, and I'm teaching him how to blow his rocket up. But he does quite sex- sex- sexily, what, uh, that's weird. <laughs> Oh. Did you hit him, too? Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beat up all the little kids on the shows. Um, no, and they had me in this big, giant, long-sleeved purple thing. I look like Barney. <laughs> Barney the Rocket Guy. I want to
2: see that action figure.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been in stores for 20 years. Barney? I love you. Uh. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I got, uh, I got nothing going on, so if anybody's making a film... Uh, <laughs>
2: both in. What do I got? I got? I'm doing a, a J.K. Rowling's life story, a biography of her. It comes out I think the week before Harry, the last Harry Potter. I think it's mid-July. I, I play her father in it, Pete Rowling. Starts when she's like four years old. So I have like big lamb chops in 1970 suits and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I have a British accent, so that's kind of interesting. And then um, I have a part in J.J. Uh, Abrams' new uh, pilot Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget Hansel and Gretel. It's called Gretel now, I believe. It was called Witch Slayer. Now it's called Gretel. Don't blame me.
1: With the 30-story gargoyle. Yes.
2: (laughs) And if you watch, this is really funny. Of course, I have a stunt double who doesn't really look like me. So they... At all. A small uh, Korean woman? Yeah. (laughs) Jason Momoa is my stunt double. No. (laughs) So, I have to wear this, like, I have these arrows that are on my back, and it's a, like a sheath, you know, it's round. But the stunt guy goes, I can't do these stunts, I can't roll on my back with that thing on. And Mario's like, just take it off, Chief. Nobody will know. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you watch, when I'm on the gargoyle, it's obviously the stunt man and he's on a box, and all these other guys are moving him. But when he jumps on it, You'll cut to me, I'll have the thing on, and whenever you see it with him, he doesn't have it on. So in between cuts, you'll notice like halfway through that I, had, I don't have this thing on half the time. So I saw a little rough trailer, out I'm going, it's so obvious, I don't have this thing on. It's a big piece of costume, right? So that's a little inside thing to when you're watching Hansel with the family.
0: I have a question for both. How many TV
2: shows have you started? What's your favorite and why? You are adorable. Yeah. How old are you? Nine. I thought you were 11. <laughs> so smart. Um, our favorite TV shows?
1: Is that, that the question? That in or that we watch?
0: That you've been in, and what's your favorite that you've been in
1: and why? Battlestar Galactica. Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> because Battlestar Galactica is better than Stargate Atlantis. <laughs>
2: fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Stargate was a lot of fun. I mean, a really, really fun show to do. I also equate it to play, probably the same for you, it's like playing Cops and Robbers in Space. You know? As a kid, every day day, like, you're like, where are we going this episode? Where, where, what, what planet are we going to be on? So you're always there, and you know, you're always doing something different and fun, and I get to you know, talk like my dad. So it was a lot of fun to be on that show, that's for sure. Great part.
1: Yeah, you get to go to Fun New Worlds, and I get to have someone die in my arms again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's because your show is brooding and dark. <laughs> no,
1: that's just me.
2: <laughs> I, I, uh, that is you. Yeah. I, I really liked when you guys probably were the same. Maybe years ago, like maybe five years ago, when they had Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, and Battlestar Galactica all on Fridays, Sci-Fi Fridays. That was, that was so smart. You know, it was a smart programming thing. I think that was really great great concept. All the fans are like, I love it. I, you know, we all sit down, we watch our shows, we get our snacks, and you know, we have our night with the kids, and then if the you know, Battle Star's a little too dark, the kids go to bed and they watch that. You know, So it was a great programming thing, I thought. Thank you for your question. Very good. And now it's Ghost
1: Hunters. <laughs> wrestling. And wrestling. Wrestling on the Sci-Fi channel?
0: Well, that's
1: just smart programming.
0: Yes.
2: And we're, we're hoping to, you know, uh, this show, speaking of that, we, I did a pilot that I co-created with uh, my friend Michael P. Nordy and Jesse Miller and Ivan Bartok, who's one of the, the guys from Stargate, and it's called Captain Starship. With myself, I have, I'm on a sci-fi show called Captain Starship. I'm Captain Frank on a starship. And my name is Uncle Polly. I have an 11-year-old nephew that lives with me who's a sci-fi fan. And it's sort of like Entourage meets um, Two and a Half Men with a sci-fi twist. And uh, Michael Shanks is my nemesis. He's on another show on it. So he does a really good job. He's hilarious in the pilot. So we're hoping to sh- you know, ship that to certain networks, and hopefully somebody will pick it up. So we just shot that. They just completed it about a month ago. You know, if you
1: put some wrestling in it, you can get it on Friday nights. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I did
2: see the honky-tonk man here. <laughs> started about that sci-fi
0: show oh (laughs) (laughs) go ahead
2: anyway if there was any this is for both of you by the way if there was anybody in history
0: that you would like to talk to for 15 minutes who would it be
1: Jesus Christ amen seriously dude really 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 Really? let's skip forward 2,000 years and see what you've done really seriously (laughs) really I like to have I'd have the lunch, I'd like to have lunch with all the great prophets. And go, okay? Can you guys just tell me, is there really a difference, or is it just a language thing? That's what I want. I would like to hang that out never with goes Elvis over well, but I <laughs> frankly, don't care. I
2: would like to hang out with Elvis for an afternoon. See, <laughs> you did all about right, peanut
1: butter sandwiches. Whatever.
2: <laughs> he's got. said he had a cool life. Exactly. Passed away too young, of course. But yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I wanted to say thanks for coming down here. It's nice to see you again, Aaron. Um, well, my question, I guess, is seeing as you're both experienced in sci-fi, what's like your guys' favorite part about being in sci-fi in general?
1: You guys. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. And also, if you guys got a chance
2: to do roles outside of sci-fi, what would your Oh, uh, you know, Aaron's right. I mean, obviously, we're so lucky as actors because of the fan base that our shows have. Like, we've both been all over the world to conventions and met so many nice people that are loyal, loyal fan base. And you don't find that in other television shows. You really don't. I mean, it's sci-fi specific. And I'll say some people watch basketball, some people watch hockey, and some people watch sci-fi, you know? And so it's really a cool fan base that you guys have. And so many people... Meet all their friends at, at, at the conventions, and we've been all over. So that's very, very unique for us. So that's a great big part of being on sci fi and a dream role. I would like to play Bond, Paulie Bond <laughs> 008. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want to play James Bond?
1: I don't have to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs>
2: Aaron's not going to be my stunt double. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I can't wear that thing on my back. <laughs> I got you on my back. I've been carrying you for years. That's right. Or at least the last 40 minutes.
2: I don't know what I'd do without him. He's such a gentleman.
1: Uh, I would love to do a, a, a period war film, a World War II film. That's what I'd really like to do. I'd love to do a thin red line type movie. Or like a Master and Commander type film. I think that would be very cool.
2: A swashbuckler.
1: I can buckle swashes. I I bet you could.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but you get to beat people up on the ship anyway. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, Thank you for coming. You guys really made my weekend. And um, I wanted to ask about
0: Battlestar Galactica. What was your motivation for changing um, Starbucks sex from the original? And did they have to get permission from anybody?
2: (laughs)
1: Well, I wrote the show, so I can answer this question.
0: I am um, in the family.
1: I have no idea why they changed it. Um, I'm sure somewhere somewhere along the line, Ron or David has answered that question. Um, so that would be something you might have to Google. Um, I don't know why they changed it. And no, they don't have to get permission from anybody. They uh, didn't it
2: bother you that they changed it? Not
1: at all. <laughs> I thought Katie was amazing. Yeah, uh, she was great.
2: we was great. And thanks, you made our weekend, too. We appreciate that. Hi. Hi. I was
0: just wondering, while you guys were on set filming, have you ever played any practical jokes on other cast members or oh, been the butt of a oh, joke? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you think he might have? I don't know. I used to go, not on Battlestar, but on my show, The Bridge. Every morning, I would go into Paul Poppa, trailer, when he got there after me and trash it.
0: <laughs>
1: and for the entire year, he didn't know who did it. <laughs> he never figured it out. I would trash his room. And then, well, he, I guess he knows now. Hi, Paulie. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: That's good. Well, this is, a, well, I, I have two. Um, one is, well, Jason Momoa would do this to David Hewlett you'll appreciate this, he would go into David's trailer before David got there, there's probably some kids in the audience, and take a gigantic number two and turn the water off in the trailer. Close all the doors and put the heat up. And then go to his trailer and just wait. And you can just hear David Oh, oh my God, who did that, who did it? And right away, David's like, it's one of the Teamsters, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> he did that to him. And then when Joe Flanagan did to me specifically, David and I in a, an episode, we had to carry this stretcher. It was made out of wood, so the handles on it were really wide, so it's hard to get your fingers around it. And of course, we have a background performer there. And Joe kind of goes, and it's David Hewlett and myself carrying this guy. He, there's like a bunch of background performers, some bigger than others, but the biggest one, Joe's like, why do not you, you to lie down on that stretcher? So once we pick him up once, of course, we have to pick him up the entire episode now, the same guy, and he's probably about, you know, 250 pounds. And David's crying already, it's boiling hot, I'm sweating, and every time I, in between scenes, you take, I have, I also carry a backpack, because I'm a doctor. Joe was putting big rocks in my backpack. <laughs> And I am pouring sweat. I'm going, Jesus. I mean, I, and, and of course, both David and I are both complaining how come we got the biggest guy to carry, you know? And David's whining. And he, I got a blister, you know, whatever. But by the end of the day, he kept on putting rocks. Then he leaves and he, he told the AD, just tell Paul you look in his backpack uh, after he finishes work. I'm like, well, after so I opened the backpack up. There's probably about 30 pounds of rocks in my backpack.
1: <laughs> That's why he choked them out. Thank you. I have an unintentional one that I did to the sound guy on Battlestar. Uh, some of you have probably heard this story. Um, I have the big, long, orange coveralls, right? And, uh, and, and they hang down to, like, here, which is about right. Uh, and then, so what that sound guy does is he goes and he puts a pack on your ankle, and you run the wire up through, and it comes out, and it sits in that little vest, in the little lapel. It just sits right there. So I was late getting to set. This is a hangar deck. And I'm running to the set. Um, everybody's there, and everybody's all wild, wired. It's the, uh, the, the cast, the crew, it's probably 100 people on set. And I come running in, and uh, sometimes at cons, I get questions, boxers, briefs, and the answer is neither. And I learned a very valuable lesson this day. Um, <laughs> so the sound guy's down on one knee, and he's you know, he's right here, and uh, he's sort of working, putting a pack on. And I'm standing there, I'm talking to somebody, and I grab my vest, and he says, can you drop this wire down? He goes, sure. And so I do the superman, I was like, bonk. like, <laughs> standing there like this, I'm looking and I go, well that shouldn't have hit something. <laughs> that shouldn't have hit something warm and flesh-like. So I looked down, I went, oh, and Graham's just like this. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, oh, sorry about that dude, sorry about that. And everybody had, everybody had turned and looked and was like, oh my God. And Eddie, Eddie says, Douglas just cold cocked the sound (laughs) guy. (laughs) That's
2: fracking disgusting.
1: Yeah, Yeah. oh. Sorry, Graham, sorry about that. He was scarred for life. As you would be, yeah. All
2: right, my question for (laughs) both of you in either
0: start. The Stargate series, all of them, and Galactica. What's your favorite piece of technology?
1: The Blackbird. built yeah. it. <laughs> I think your gate would be pretty cool.
2: The gate, the gate was really cool, but the puddle jumpers are really cool. Hard to shoot in, though, because they're so small. But it's cool. You're in this little spaceship, you know what I mean? Um, the darts are pretty cool, too, uh, that the Wraith had. Um, they're like they're just basically like little spaceships that they, the set guys do an amazing job and make, so it's kinda cool to sit in those things, you know, a few times. It's pretty pretty neat. But I, I like I like the spaceships there, it's kinda cool. The set itself was amazing. It was just like a gigantic nightclub or something. You know, Rainbow Sun Frank's in the first season is like, I really want to spin some albums here and get you guys like an after hours party and the producer's like, We're not gonna do that on the set, you know. But it was pretty cool. Yeah, that that was neat. Thank you.
0: First, I want to say that Atlantis is better. And.
2: (laughs) You are a sexy, sexy woman. (laughs) Paul, I love your
0: character and your acting on that show is great. Thank you. And to Erin, do you watch Big Bang Theory because Sheldon hates Battlestar Galactica? Are you kind of on Will Wheaton's side and you hate Sheldon?
1: I'll never be on Will Wheaton's side for anything. (laughs) (laughs) uh, actually, I do not watch Big Bang Theory. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't really have a lot of time. I'm too busy watching sports. You watch the sports a lot. I watch a lot of sports stuff. Uh, no, I watch a little bit of TV. I haven't gotten into Big Bang Theory yet. I have a list of shows that I have lined up in BBR that I have to get to, and Big Bang Theory is definitely on that list because I hear it's absolutely fabulous. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. Guys, both for coming down. Uh, just had a couple of questions. Uh, first one is I know both of you guys played like great characters in sci fi, but what do you use to help you develop and get in touch with that character? It's the first question. And the second question is um, when do you actually feel that you're actually in command of that character? And you know, that character, you just you know thinking about what he's going to do. And how long does it take you to shake that character off and you're done? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on. (laughs) Uh, Well, Battlestar was really easy because the writing was um, out of this world. Oh, that kind of works on two levels. Uh, The writing's phenomenal, so it's really easy to sort of get into the head of the chief. Um, It's... uh, it's, inter- it's hard to turn off at the end of the day sometimes, cause, especially on Battlestar, because it was such a dark show, and it was so emotionally wrenching. Some of those days, you, just, you spend all day pretending that your best friend is dying or had just died. Uh, so at the end of the day, you're just emotionally exhausted. You're still physically kind of ready to go, but just you go home, you have nightmares, and you phone Grace in the middle of the night. Are you okay? Somebody shot you. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Okay, are you all right? Yeah, you just kind of... Grace and I would have little moments at the end of the day where we'd just kind of grab each other and give each other a big long hug and then get in the car and go home because it was just so, ugh, yeah. Uh, other shows you can turn off a little easier. Atlantis, all the guest spots I did on Atlantis, I turned those off pretty quick. <laughs> just like the show. <laughs>
2: It is a very clever show. You wouldn't, you know, keep up with it. Uh, uh, yeah, for me, you know, I basically played my father, you know, <laughs> with a Scottish accent, though was kind of cool. But I think every role is sort of an extension of yourself to a certain degree, and some you feel more comfortable with. I think after the first season, you kind of get really right into it, you know, and, and just let the character just be part of who you are. And I think... Um, you know, if you can throw a little bit of yourself into it, and that's also good, uh, uh, good and just try to be honest, you know, you can do that. And uh, I, Both of us were lucky. We had great writing as well, so it's a great character. Um, it, it's all about the writing, you know, and, and getting something like a, that you can really grab and sink your teeth into. You know, we both had very, I think, complex characters, so they had lots of different levels, and it's, as an actor, it's a treat to, to get that. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, pretty much, except for two two words: exploding tumor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was very happy with this, you know with where the character went. You know, in lots of different. I mean, I had a lot to do. You know, you from you know you know girl dying in my arms, Pernelle one episode, to you know having David Hewlett kiss me and be suspended by air, and and like he's sort of like the cowardly lion in a lot of ways. So you get to do lots of things: a lot of comedy, a lot of drama, which is really fun. Uh, the arc was interesting. I mean, the exploding tumor thing was kind of weird, you know, I mean, that whole thing. And then, but, you know, because of the fan base, then they bring the character back right away, you know? So it's kind of cool. And anything can happen in sci-fi, you know? All of a sudden, you're a clone. <laughs> <laughs> and, are you, and they say to you, um, what, like, like, Aaron, you know, is the character any different than he was before? Exactly the same, he's just a clone. Exactly the same. Thank you, sci-fi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: My question is for both of you. Um,
2: if you guys couldn't be actors
1: anymore, what would you want your day job to be? Oh God, <laughs> I I have no skills whatsoever. <laughs> I am skillless. I am without skill.
2: He can barely spring string lines together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or spring lines together. That too. I, I have no idea what I would do. I I really just I'm, I am. I it astonishes me people that. Uh, I've always said I I never want to have to take an elevator to go to work. Um, People that can do the Monday to Friday, nine to five thing, I just am in awe of them. Uh, But it's people that love their job and they love what they do. Um, I just love this so much and it's kind of my gift. If there was, if I couldn't do this, I don't know what else, I really, I don't know that I could sit in an office because it wouldn't be something that I love. It's a really odd answer, I know, but I have no clue professional drinker yes
2: <laughs> you're already doing that <laughs> I think slut. I think you can watch the NFL or NHL that see that again that's just really creepy <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that um i probably teach at some point I have a teaching degree so I you know I like teaching but I'm like Aaron I, I just love acting and so you know hopefully uh we continue getting good parts so we can make a, a decent living and hopefully entertain you guys in the meantime you know so I think, you know, once you're, we've been doing it for quite a while, and it sort of just becomes who you are. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Hey, Aaron. Um, hey, Paul. You hey, Paul. So <laughs> <thank> you. <laughs> you,
0: um, you are probably my favorite uh, character on Balasaur, Black. You're sexy, sexy, sexy I, man. <laughs> I really only caught your show while I was making cocktails, waiting for BSG to start. But... Um, <laughs> So, I just want to say Battlestar Galactica is just a You're
2: better. a dirty bugger. Thanks, buddy.
0: Making cocktails waiting for um, Battlestar I was just Galactica. if you were on each other's shows, like if Paul was on Battlestar Galactica, if you were on Starry Atlantis, what character would you want to play?
1: Uh, Dr. Beckett, of course. <laughs> With a really, really bad Scottish accent. <laughs> Speaking
2: of which... Um, uh, Battlestar Galactica, you know, uh, uh you know. Oh, Jeezy. Oh, the oh, chief? GZ. The chief? No. Who? Frak. No. Frack?
1: What does guys Baltar get to do every episode?
2: <laughs> yeah, that guy.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. You're right. YouTube. Because I can't even start thinking about that. <laughs> That's a great job. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yes.
0: Hey, I have another question for both of you. Of if course you could so. have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, good
1: question. I'd like to be able to transform myself into Paul McGillion so I can screw <laughs> up his life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He already steals my jokes.
1: (laughs) And your drinks. Yeah, Um, and my drinks. I like like the morph idea. I'd like to be able to change myself into anything or anyone. So basically, I'm a wonder twin. I want to be able to change myself into a bucket. I can't move. I can't do anything. I can catch rainwater.
2: Uh, Invisibility would be cool. You just be, you know, just sometimes you want to be, you know, the, the saying that you can see, like, if I was a fly in the room, you know, just to see something. It'd be cool if you could just walk around invisible. I think you'd learn a lot about everybody.
1: And the other reason you want to do that is because you are naked all the time. <laughs> which is basically how you live now. <laughs> but what's that, your, what's your thankfully, name? thankfully, none of us would have to see that. Julia.
2: Julia? Ignore people like him, especially when you get older, Okay.
1: Trouble. What superpower would you like? I want to be
0: big. <laughs> Flying.
1: Flying. Yeah, flying's a good one. Flying too. would be very cool, too. Yeah, no more, no more TSA checks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're always first class if you can fly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I get my own peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> Great oh, cool. stuff.
2: Thank you. Thanks, sweetheart. Uh, my name's Nathan. What
1: would you, what's your worst fear? What, sorry? Doing a panel what's with your, Paul McGillian. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fear. Oh, worst fear. Water. Big open water. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I fell off the boat in the middle of the ocean, I'd probably have a heart attack. I would freak out. I love sharks. I love the ocean. I love the animals in it. But big open. When I was a kid, I couldn't even go in a swimming pool. I would get freaked out. I don't know why. Just like, yeah, scary. Um, I'd get out of the tub, then pull the drain. <laughs> Something's coming out of the drain. Something's coming up. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honey, you put it there. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Welcome to my world.
2: I, I, I have a fear of um, scary movies and amusement parks because I won't go on any rides pretty much. Uh, they kind of just freak me out. It's like, you know those people go to like Vegas and they go on that stratosphere thing that shoots you up a, hundred, a mile in the air or something? I, to me, I just can't understand that. It's like, why would I be paid some money to be scared to death? You know, I just can't do it. So anything like that, rides, crazy rides, anything that spins I get sick on too. So that kind of stuff. I'm scared of that.
1: He can't even do the escalators. I
2: can't even do the <laughs> escalators. I have to have somebody with me. How about you? What are you scared of? Uh, the Grudge. That, no, the movie, The Grudge. <laughs> yeah. See, I wouldn't even watch that. I-, I can't even watch a trailer for a scary movie. When it comes on, I'm like, ah, yeah. Just, I-, I, I can't do it. My wife's like, well, do you want to get a... a thr- Is it a horror or a thriller? If it's a thriller, I could probably do it. Horror, I'm out. Uh, I think it's
1: both. Tell them it's a I'm Disney not it. too, and they <laughs> watching watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, as a
2: joke, my friends put on... You know The Ring, that movie, The Ring? Yeah. They put that on the room while I was in there getting ready, and they just left it on and left the house. <laughs> so it was on TV, and I'm like... I walk by, and I'm like... Ah! You know, I was just like... What is that?
1: She's coming out of the TV. Yes.
2: (laughs) Frightening. Thank you, though, buddy.
0: And we do have time for one more question. One more question.
2: We have one more guest. Uh, uh, What's your favorite sci-fi show,
0: excluding (laughs) the one that you are currently in? So, excluding Stargate, excluding PSG, what's your favorite sci-fi show?
1: I love Red Dwarf. When I was a kid, I loved Time Bandits. Yeah. I thought that was a great movie when I was a kid. Time Bandits? Time Bandits, yeah. 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 I, lo- I loved V when I was a kid. Yeah, that was good too. That was super bad.
2: I, I loved the original Star Trek. That was, you know, I grew up with that. I love that. You know, that was like one of my, one of my favorites, you know. That was a, a great show. And, and Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And I, I like Eureka. Show that Aaron's going to get started. It's a very clever show. How about you? I'm
1: a Trekkie. <laughs> yeah, next gen on a rainy afternoon. There's nothing like a next gen rerun.
0: Yeah.
2: I was in Germany uh, a couple weeks ago, and they just broke the Guinness Book of World Records for the most, most amount of uh, Star Trek costumes at one convention. Yeah, they just beat out Vegas. It was somewhere in the 700 or something like that, people dressed in Star Trek costumes in one room. It's pretty cool. Or else, it's just outside the hotel. It's pretty neat seeing that many people walking around. It's like an army. <laughs> army of Trekkies. It was cool. In yeah. That's it, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have any uh, time available downstairs, if you guys have any photo ops or signing. Or I think we're going to go
2: sign for a little bit uh, downstairs. Aaron and I are sitting beside each other, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but, listen, thanks for having us. We've had a great time here in Phoenix. You guys are awesome. really appreciate the hospitality. And have a safe weekend and a nice trip back home wherever you're going thanks very much thanks so much guys
0: come again thank you